I'm Aaron Armstrong. I'm Pete Moran. And I'm Bill Fox. And we love to watch. We love to watch presents Spooktober Check <laughs> Spooktober Spooky Check In Number Two. It's a check. We're checking in. We're checking in to give a recap. So we, Bill. we had a pre-cap. We skipped the cap. Then we had a recap. We had a cap. And now we've got a check. Yeah. The last one's the nightcap. Okay. Speaking of nightcaps, Ooh, nightcap. I am ready to go. <laughs> Let's record <laughs> this episode. <laughs> okay, great. Uh, yeah, where we love to watch a movie podcast, typically we pick a movie and do movies over the course of that month around that theme. Uh, and we are doing that. It's uh, it's Spooktober. Uh, you just, the Evil Dead 2 episode also dropped this week. It's Evil Dead month on We Love to Watch. We still have an Army of Darkness episode and a Ash vs. the Evil Dead episode. Uh, and those are those are still coming, but but we we for the last four years on this podcast, I've had a tradition where Peter and I try to watch ostensibly thirty one new to us horror movies. What it actually turns into is us trying to watch as many as possible, which in years past usually means somewhere between forty, fifty. Sometimes it was thirties. Occasionally, Peter, I think your high was like in the sixties. But it was a friendly competition that I've only won once. And uh but because we were hemmed in by life, uh the universe and everything else. Mm-hmm. Uh and this year it, things are getting a little nuts. Uh, but we're doing it again, and this time we're doing it separate from our episodes just because uh, it made sense to separate them. We, as Peter and I have been remarking, I don't know why we did three years not doing it this way, <laughs> but this will continue in the future so that everyone who listens to our episode on uh, Namor and Elm Street 6 doesn't have to listen to what movies we watched some random Tuesday in 2018. But this year we're also doing something else special, which is we're joined by, you heard at the beginning, Bill Fox, who hasn't seen that many horror movies. And so Peter and I put together a list for him to watch of new-to-him horror movies. Join us on these recaps and also let Peter and I talk about some of the best horror movies of all time. If you are just tuning in for the first time, listen to where we set up the list in the pre-cap. And listen to where we were at last week because we're going to just jump right in leaving off where we where we ended. But yeah, anything else before we start getting to, to the movies? No, no. Da, da uh, movie. Let's do a pulse check. Bill, how are you feeling? Are you enjoying yeah, the journey? Where, well, hold where on. You at? It's the 19th. I think that's important yes. to, October to say 19th. it is October 19th. Stardate. Log. I am jacked. Um, <laughs> no, I'm seriously like I'm I'm all about horror movies right now. Like I, I'm It's like, easy to get sucked into it, I, isn't I'm it? I'm ready to go beyond my list. I'm like thinking yeah. like I'm counting like if I do these two this night, this the next night, like I probably have a few nights where I'm gonna just watch whatever, <laughs> you know. It's gonna be awesome. That's awesome. And like the thing is that uh since because your list is so diverse and wild, if you're like, I love this movie, get me more like that, we can recommend like five more yeah. like that because the, the road is wide open. It's a, it's very exciting for us. So, so far, like my instinct of cover art with a decent like sprinkling of your guys' preview in the precap uh, yeah. has proven to be 
pretty damn consistent, or <laughs> I, I should say an accurate indicator of what I would enjoy or not. Not in all Your message all has cases. been loud and clear, judge a book by its cover. Yes, and that works, is what I'm trying to teach the people. <laughs> you don't think it, it could be the other adage, like uh, a self-fulfilling prophecy? No, definitely not. Can you imagine how surprised I am, though, when I like see the cover in like uh, whatever this app is um letterbox Letter- and then letterbox. i log into hbo and it's a different like thumbnail and i'm like oh shit maybe now you have to reassess you have to reassess everything a bit more now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah uh yeah i'm so glad to hear that bill because that really does like peter and uh, myself and then another former guest on the show ryan boland uh who i <laughs> i did not realize how hardcore he has i think beaten us on most years if he had been uh, doing his counts based on some messages that we've exchanged um, uh, he has the uh he has the uh, low-key benefit of uh not being a petty asshole about it <laughs> so he usually he usually uh, doesn't talk up his count the way you and i do so last time we checked in it was the sixth I was at 21 movies, which was amazing, I believe, for the sixth, seeing that the goal technically is 31. Um, It is now the 19th, and I am at an unheard of 55 movies. 55 new to me movies. I was Uh, at 18 at our check-in, so pretty close to you, right behind you. And Mm -hmm. I am now currently at 51 new to me. Oh, shit. We're gonna race this year, boys. Yeah. You had fifty-one new to me. I thought you were. Uh, I thought you were higher. Uh, I watched. Was insane. Is I, I watched a couple repeats this year to uh, uh, maintain a relationship. With an me. erection. <laughs> oh, sorry. <laughs> well, yes and no. Um, but I, and then I've got. I'm actually partway through my next two. Um, okay. So, uh, fish, so, I mean, so like theoretically, you could spend forty-five minutes and get to fifty. Yeah, yeah. I, I didn't I, I, I didn't finish Books of Blood. I was like, I will watch that uh, when I'm like hungover or whatever. Like, I need to finish the movie because I'm one, I'm like two thirds of the way through. But like, whatever. And then I started Hole in the Ground right before we started recording. So I'll report. Oh, back nice. on that next Tell time. me. I, I've heard some mixed things about that. So I'm, let me know how that one I is hope I like it because that director is making the next Evil Dead movie. <laughs> I know. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I hope so too. They do seem. I've heard it's very low key, which feels uh, antithetical to Evil Dead. But to hear what we think about Evil Dead, turn over to the other casts. Yeah, fifty five is an insane amount. I'm not it's sure what we're talking. I don't know what we're talking numbers, right? Because it is the nineteenth. I may get another one in tonight. I may not. I don't know where we're gonna be at. Like I, I'm still. I still have my energy up. I'm still like raring to go and watch movies. I, again, I got these kids and this family and this job thing, but I mean, next time we check in, it's going to be November. We're going to be done with this. So I don't know. I remember thinking like, ooh, 62 would be fun because that's, you know, 31 times two. Um, but you guys realize, but I'm, 19 days. I'm going to be there. Yeah, that's only seven movies. It's, like, I'm definitely going to hit that. is 61% of the month. That's it. Yeah, I, I mean, so if, if 50, you do the math, 55, 61% grosses up to 89.7. I mean, my wife and I haven't had the fight yet that we have every year. All right, during so this we'll time. cut it short at 75. So there's one day there that might be like, <laughs> no, fine, we can watch Hits Creek. Like, just it's almost just over. Ask her to watch like The Curse of Downers Grove. My wife suggested uh, it. 
we'll we'll get to we'll get to that bill during your section but i uh charlie and i suggested uh that that, that you and uh, your wife watch that did you really like, okay yes have you seen it no no oh, well, that's amazing that you suggested I, it and i was suggesting like i was suggesting like uh goofy little horror movies for them to, to, for you guys to watch like something you watch with the kids or something and then somehow we started talking about Brett Easton Ellis. And then we found out that Brett Easton Ellis wrote a horror movie <laughs> that takes place in the town that uh, you are from. So I'm not from there. I live there currently. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. We'll get to my you currently reside in. We'll get, we'll get there. We'll get there. I'm going to include that in my 23 movies, though, that I've watched thus far. If it's new to you, yeah. Uh, Anything that's new to you is, is the main count. Yeah, so, yeah, I don't know what we're talking about numbers. My energy is still really up. I don't know. I'm excited. Like, the fact that my initial list that I presented on here was 52 movies, and that always felt like a little bit of a stretch because I'd never hit 50 before. And the fact that now my list is, like, 98, but I mean, I'm not going to I'm not gonna get 98, so I'm still going to be parsing down. But, yeah, it's been so much fun. And um, I think I said it last week. I'll say it again. Throwing away my list immediately upon finding something I was interested in watching and just kind of following that flow while going back to my initial list and adding to that list. I mean, again, still 11 days to go, but has been the thing, I think, that has kept me out of that, like, spooktober rut where I'm like, oof, I want to read a book like or do something else, but I'm stuck in here because... If nothing on my list appeals to me, I don't need to figure out the one that appeals to me most out of a list that just isn't isn't catching my cockles in that moment. Uh, instead, I can just go through all these other lists or go to Peter's recommendations or Ryan's recommendations or or whatever else. So and also, it's like, been- keeping the conversation up keeps the interest up as well, right? Exactly. Like- we, have, we have been extremely active in talking about what we're watching. I think, Peter, in previous years, we haven't been as much because we're like, we'll save it for the recaps. But I actually think staying like, oh, what are you watching? What's your count? Um, Oh, this one was good. Everyone should check it out. Like, I think that's been really fun, too, in just keeping motivation and keeping excitement up as opposed to just like no one else in your life being interested in what you're interested in and then every seven days you talk about it. <laughs> Is the excitement yeah, it, the movies or excluding me from something else? Just curious. <laughs> well, but we need yours to be a surprise. Okay. I got it. Uh, um, so- Bill, next year, next, hold on, Bill, next year when you make your own list, you can be included because we know what you're watching. We just want to be, we do want to be surprised at your I know. I, 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 look, I've, I, I've, force myself not to text you about all of these um i know but. and i it's been hard too because like we know you're watching stuff and i am like did he watch that yet what does he think we're not friends on like, letterbox by the way well add me. I, I get to see i don't know your name um on letterbox um oh okay well i don't know your name on letterbox bill well i'm friends with peter and you sent the okay, list to well, me didn't you? Fine. anyways um, that's uh but that's what's nice is that that is what's nice is that like this year we're um, we're not just uh, navel gazing and trying to like hit our all time numbers or whatever, um, though that is a goal. This year it's fun because we're like essentially trying to inundate Bill into our cult. Um, yeah, it, it's uh, it brings an extra added thrill um, to know that we've, we're ruining someone else's life. Yeah. 
And, you know, I was thinking about, like, what does this look like next year when Bill makes his own list and, like, you know, does research about all the different, like, ooh, should I add this one? Like, I think, you know, I hope this ends up being a tradition, Bill, that you can continue doing. Once you do it, it is something that, like, Peter and I are insane. Like, we start making our, like, ideas list usually in January and February. We share it with each other. And then, like, come July, we start, like, parsing it down and adding all the ones that came out the year. Like, it is a, it's become this, like, yearly ritual that is is absolutely my favorite, like, favorite time of the year. As it turns out, like, I, I'm yeah. one of those people we've established that just, like, always wants a movie plane. And it's actually been awesome all month just to be like, okay, what's next on the list, right? Like, when I have downtime, yeah. I have a movie. Like, I'm totally supportive. Like, I will do this next year, even if, like, I, like, skew one end of the spectrum or the other on horror movies. I don't care. But, like, to have a list is actually really convenient uh, from, like, my perspective. Yeah. Agreed. Yeah. As and Peter and I make our Christmas watch lists yeah. and share them with each other. So, like, uh, one year uh, – last year, I was just super busy with work and I was really stressed out. And, like, 31 for 31 was my cap. Like, I hit 31 yeah. and I was done. Uh and but like up the year before I hit 58 and like 58 is my all time my all time record and I was I was having fun You're going to get destroyed you know, by Aaron. What I was to say is uh this year I think Aaron and I are without a doubt going to do all time numbers cuz it's only the 19th. Um but the question is uh will we still be having fun by the end of the month and that's something to that you're just going to have to listen and see. Mm. Yeah, uh, I think every year the answer is no. <laughs> <laughs> every year the, around the 20th. And that's why this year my plan is actually to uh, cap out at like the 28th or so. And then from that point on, either just watch like Simpsons Treehouse of Horror or Beetlejuice or like sort of comfort yeah. faves for for the last three days. Like I'm trying I'm. I'm I'm gonna cap out at like the 28th or 29th and leave the last two days for like a bit of a, a bit of light fun because the years where I'm like I need to keep pushing through all the <laughs> way to midnight on on uh, Halloween sometimes ruins Halloween the uh, the um, oh but the final factor is that um, because we're recommending to each other and this year I've been more li- like Aaron was talking about I, my list is more limber it's been great to be like. Aaron says this is really good. I'm going to go check it out. Um, Aaron says, this is, uh, Ryan says this is really good. I'm going to go check it out. And being able to just like kind of weave in and out of silly movies or if I'm feeling totally like strong, I could just watch a bunch of really grisly, awful shit in a row and it's fine. <laughs> um, that has been, that's been like the lifeline is that there's like a social factor. It's like training for a race with yeah. somebody else, right? Like the the miserable factor kind of gives way uh, to that sense of competition, right? Competition dash camaraderie. It goes either way. Yes, this is so. This Bill, is pressure. did you? We'll actually we'll save your number till you share because you get to kind of take this home on each of these. Uh, Peter, I'm gonna go first. Yeah, and I'm gonna try to. I don't know how to sort these just by listing them. So here's what I'm gonna do. I'm go gonna name. Theme. I mean, I've literally watched 33. I've watched. I've watched a full Spooktober since the last check-in. And also, like, keep in mind, you don't have to, like we do, we've done in previous years. If something really didn't leave an impression on you, you don't have to even mention it. I'm going to mention all of it. <laughs> Why are we doing it? I'm not going to spend that much time on each one. So I'm going to list, here's the ones I watched with Maya. 
We watch both Maleficent movies. We watch the others. Uh, might have been a mistake. Um, <laughs> did that? Uh, did that get? Did that get her? Oh yeah, yeah. The middle of it, especially. We watched it on a Saturday morning, so it wasn't like it wasn't like peak spooky stuff. But there's like that middle where she's running around the house, um, and there's like stuff jumping out that was like good, good and scary for Brenda in a fun way. Like she liked it a lot. Um, but I had to really explain the ending. Her and I watched Little Monsters. Uh, which is which I never seen before, and is essentially a Monsters Inc. Have you ever seen Little Monsters? Little Peter? Monsters, no, Fred Savage. Oh, yeah, yeah, it literally yeah, is yeah, about yeah, yeah. I, it. it literally is about monsters under the bed that live in a city that yeah. go and like steal screams from kids to power their city. Yeah, uh, I've seen it, it was it was uh, would have been better without Howie Mandel as like the weird. He's, it's, he's it's a in weird, that movie. He's the monster. He's like the main monster. Oh, God, I haven't seen that in forever. No but shit, like having a grown about. adult as the monster who like does like it, it gives off a little bit of like Amber Alert vibes that doesn't <laughs> What about your favorite well? movie, uh, Unde- uh, Drop Dead Fred or whatever? I mean, I haven't seen Drop Dead Fred. What's the what's the kid? What's the movie you love about uh, inv- the uh, imaginary friend? The movie I love about the imaginary friend. Anyways, go on. What's the movie you guys love about, like, the girls who go to a house and there's a cat in the house and... <laughs> like, is it, is it a recent movie? I know. It might be from 1977. Um, but there's a house. Uh, I'm, I'm honestly not right. Anyways, we watched Halloween Town and Halloween Town 2. Um, oh, so did we. We watched both of them. Uh, what were your impressions of those movies? Because they uh, did not stand up to my uh, nostalgia. I, I had never seen it before, so they counted new to me. They counted new uh, to me, Maya, too. Maya's in for like watching. Seven. We almost watched the third one tonight. Instead, we went for Maleficent, Mistress of Evil, because uh, Shauna was more in. But, Mistress. yeah, she she likes them. The first one, at least, has, like, it's got some decent photography. I don't know. They're not good. They're kid. They're good they're not as charming as they wanted them to be, and Halloween yeah. Two is directed by Mary Lambert, so I was expecting like I know a little bit more competence, a, a little bit more uh, finesse. But it's it's yeah. you know that the, the, the Disney Channel original movie uh, is a uh, it's a butcher shop, and once uh, the sausage is made in a particular way, and you can't really change how the sausage is made. You know, here's the other thing too. Like her and I watched what Pit and the Pendulum together last time, and like like I. I and a few other like and now the others uh and i just like she she's kind of moved beyond like i need a kid movie with spooky imagery like she could just watch spooky movies like to a to a point right like but even like kid movies that are spooky like a Coraline, like a uh, Return to Oz or stuff like that. Like she watches those and loves them. So to go to these like completely non-scary or spooky, featuring the imagery of the of Spook Spooktober, is kind of a little bit like she's just not as into it. Uh, maybe yeah. two years ago she would have been. They're not so funny, like they're not spooky. Like the, yeah. the costumes aren't even that interesting. Uh, literally the only bright spot in either of the movies is Debbie Reynolds is so charming yeah. in both of them. Yeah, she's good. She's amazing. Um, we watched um, A Babysitter's Guide to Monster Hunting, uh, cool. Rachel Talele's new movie, which is um, actually, that's actually a good example of what does work for her, right? Like, it's, it is it is definitely a great, like, movie for kids, like, 
around eight years old to ten years old. Like, it's not one of those, this is just as good as for adults as it is for kids. It's a kid movie. It's a good kid movie. Like, she was, uh, she was like, asking where the second one was when it was over. And I'm like, this came out two days ago. So you have to wait <laughs> at least a week because it's Netflix. Um, but, uh, yeah, like, it, it had some good spooky moments. But, like, was it was just fine. Um, and then we watch another movie that she was looking for, uh, if there was a sequel that she surprisingly loved, which, and was talking about today, even, uh, The Haunting, Robert Wise's movie from the sixties, Heck yeah! Um, which is a street, like, it's such a slow horror movie that is never even all that explicit with its horror. But she was like, is there another season? Which I guess tells you what kids today think <laughs> yeah. of these things. Like, and then I went, because I'm a bad dad sometimes, um, I'm a rude dude and a bad dad, I went and like looked at The Haunting of Hill House and was like, me, 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 it's R for language. That's going to be a hard no. Yeah, it's, uh, I looked it up a little more, talked to you, it's a no. So yeah, some That's good a yes for you her. to watch it though. It's a, it's a no for me, dog. It's a no for me, Doc. No I, I love dog. the idea of you you peeking her into PG-13, PG horror. Uh, I really don't want to ruin your child's brain. Yeah, PG-13 is where she's at. Yeah, PG, PG-13 is, is a good spot. We still have more of those to watch. Uh, and, you know, like some big ones, I think. Like, she, actually, when I decide I'm going to break her brain. <laughs> like, when, not, when I'm like. When I proclaim. <laughs> it's It's more like this. When I make a move where I'm like, okay. Because I, I do think she'd like it quite a bit, but I don't know if it's the lo- like, this is my line, right? When I'm like, I want to see, because like, she loved Gremlins, the original. That's very scary. She's watched plenty of scary movies. Can you guess, Peter or Bill, where I like, I have a movie in mind that when I'm like ready to point of no return. <laughs> We're going to see whether this is too scary for her. What movie I'm planning to show her. Oh. I actually was close on Witches the other day. Not that that, oh, she, that would break her, but like. No, Maya loves Witches. No, so she's already there. I, I mean, my sister, yeah, he just turned six. but he, We're going to watch the new one. She is like, and, and also like she gets, like sometimes Shauna will get scared and she'll be like, mom, it's not scary. <laughs> so she, she really is like, um. But I still have, like, a movie that I think, like, she, she, but she likes getting, it's not that she doesn't get scared. Like, she got scared at the others. There was a part of, like, uh, the Alone in the Dark movie that we watched, like, um, or are you, what's the show? Whatever. Are You Afraid of the Dark? dark. Alone in the Dark is, like, a slasher, I think. I know, as I said, it's like, (laughs) no, wait, we did not watch the Christian Slater terror. Yeah, uh, yeah, it was insane. The Uva Bowl movie. There's also a slasher by that title as well. Got it. Neither Uh, one, neither one you should watch with your choice. And both star Tara Reid, weirdly. Um, but, yeah, so she's watching, like, I've definitely, like, and there's some in my mind, like, I could show her Beetlejuice, she's not going to have a problem with that. I could show her Jaws, probably, she wouldn't have a problem with that. There's one very specifically that I'm like, when I'm ready to push it and go, rating-wise, even contemporary-wise, she's seen similar, she's seen similar moments in movies, but I feel like... This has this is like my most likely to go wrong idea, but it's a PG rated movie. Nope, Pet Cemeteries are. Um, uh, man, a PG rated movie. It's not Temple of Doom, right? No. Why? Why would I be like, kid? When I'm ready to show you some spooks, we're watching 
the second and least regarded of the original trilogy <laughs> Indiana Jones movie. It's got the, the heart tearing out thing. I don't know. Uh, that would get it. I mean, that's a scary moment. But the movie isn't like overwhelming. I think this would be overwhelmingly scary. It also, because it features a kid about her age that's in peril for most of it. Yeah. yeah. Got it. I was going to say, yeah. Poltergeist or Shining? Poltergeist just has so many things going for it where oh my she, God. Likes go- she likes ghosts. Like, there's a part in that uh, Babysitter's, uh, you know, Monster Hunter movie where, like, the robots and stuff start acting up when a boogie... Like, there's thing, And she liked that. She thought that was good and spooky. But it's like, I feel like... She watched E.T. Um, she's seen Jurassic Park. Like, she's a, a lot Spielberg of stuff... She's a Spielberg fan. That's good. She's a Spielberg fan. Um, yeah, but I do feel like... I think the very specific part is it's not just uh, so many scary moments in Poltergeist, which there is. It's also that a, a kid about her age is, like... Is the one who's hurt, but also hurt in like a way that's I think very hard to grasp. Like trapped in a TV, screaming for help. I think could potentially like cause some things. So <laughs> we're not watching that this year. Let's make it a social um, experiment. Like you show your kid, I won't show mine, and then we'll do a check-in when they're both twelve. And we'll, <laughs> <laughs> and we'll see what happened. I mean, she also just watched all the Raimi Spider-Man movies, and, like, there's some spooky stuff in that, like the Dr. Octopus murdering everyone. I don't know. That sequence is it, straight out of uh, an Evil Dead movie. Evil the, Dead The, the, the hospital yeah. sequence. Uh, I'm going to run through the rest of these pretty quickly. Yeah. Scream Queen, My Nightmare on Elm Street, which, uh, documentary, fantastic. Uh, up there, one of the four and a half stars I've given so far. Uh, I knew kind of the story of... This movie from the great Never Sleep Again documentary that covers all the the Freddy movies. I really like the way this drilled down to kind of like I didn't know a lot. They don't cover it in the movie. What happened to like the full story of the main actor in that movie? Um, who I'm pulling up his name. Mark now. Patton. Mark Patton. I watched yeah. it in the first half of the month. Oh, great. Um, yeah, it's like I didn't know that he was like HIV positive and like that was literally the last movie that he did and that like the writer of the movie was like basically blamed him for making it a quote unquote gay movie and ruining it for him. And like because uh, that does not like they ta- they they drill a little bit on like, oh, this wasn't actually like. This wasn't accidentally gay. It was purposefully gay and, and never sleep again. And like it was gay subtext about what was going on at the time. Um, and like kind of a coming out and the horrors of coming out story. Um, I didn't realize like that the the amount of like pain people caused Mark Patton to get there, which in retrospect is less surprising. But it's like it's a great documentary that really drills into a movie that I really love quite a bit. Um, Nightmare on Elm Street 2 uh, Freddy's Revenge and also like really um, humanizes like it's 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 very ca- a lot of catharsis in the movie um, I think so too I think so I think so too and it's it's uh, it's nice to throw in a couple documentaries when yeah uh, uh, this month I think to give you a little bit of uh, social to keep your social awareness triggers uh, ready um, because like Nightmare on Elm Street 2 is a movie that like I was, I think I had a much better experience watching the movie than somebody would, than maybe I would have watching it in theaters right after the first one came out because I had heard about the gay context behind it and that it was a movie that the gay community had sort of, 
don't know if the term rescued works, but uh, it certainly made the movie much more interesting and made it like it's one of my favorite nightmare movies. It's probably my second favorite nightmare movie um, because of the the sort of I don't know if it's a meta interpretation. I would say it's a tacit interpretation of it as a, a queer queer film. Yeah, and I'd only seen one, three, and seven uh, for years, decades, until I saw Never Sleep Again, which came out like 2010. So I I went into it having that context and loved it. So it's I can't so much speak better with that other... context. <laughs> yeah, it is. otherwise you just like um, why is Freddy not following any of the rules from the first movie? Yeah, uh, I saw Swamp Thing, which is a waste of time. Um, I didn't watch it. Not based on your non recommendation. Yeah, like I gave it three stars, but it is just like you know, I, if they could have gotten the suit right and not just filmed it all in one swamp, and I like purposely watch it before I really like it's on my docket to get into like the Swamp Thing comics that everyone loves so much by uh, Alan Moore. But who boy, uh, I guess I need to watch just the series that aired for one season. I watched Primal Screen which is the follow-up that no one really talks about to the director of Room 237 and The Nightmare about his fear of uh, his first obsession with marionette puppets and then <laughs> and then his fear when he saw the preview for uh, the Richard Attenborough movie, Peter. That I was mess- Probably some context of why I was messaging you. Uh, miracle or magic. Oh, yes, yes. The, the, the dummy, the kill- killer ventriloquist film. Yeah, but so he, this kid, like the kid that uh, the director. Because making this shit up. <laughs> uh, Hitchhiker, which is uh, very good. Uh, Ida Lupina uh, movie from the 50s. Yeah, really I watched mean. that as well. Oh, yeah. That's, that's, that's a good one. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it's really definitely more on the thriller side of Spooktober, but Spooktober yeah. is kind of an all-encompassing thing. You can let. You need thrills. You yeah, need chills. Thrills, chills. Giggles, spills, maybe. Uh, I saw Nightmare Beach, which is just one of those random '80s uh, slasher movies. Takes place at a beach, and like all '80s slasher movies, stars John, John Saxon. Saxon. Yeah, yeah. Was that a guess from you, or did you know that? We talked about it earlier. Oh, great. Uh, Stung, which is actually, if you want a good creature feature uh, about giant killer bees made from 2015. With mostly practical effects, I, I would recommend it. The acting's bad. The script is bad. The the spooks and the blood and the gore and the bees are great. It's, it was a lot of fun. Um, the Diabolical Doctor Z, which is this great, um, great sixties horror movie um, from uh, uh, Jesus Franco, who uh, directed uh, what's the, what are those movies that everyone knows about? Um, the nice the Doctor Or. No, Dr. Orloff, movie, Orloff movies. Oh, I haven't seen those. Uh, I have not either, but I know people like it. And this was, I guess, a dry run for that. Hmm. Uh, and it's really, really good. Uh, really like uh, like a, like a one of those black and white movies from the 60s that like surprises you with its cruelty, its gore, and its like general, uh, oh, yeah, there's no uh, haze code in Italy or whatever. Yeah. Uh, or Spain. Uh, Mask of the Red Dick. Ma- uh, Mask of the Red Death, which is uh, one of my five-star givings. The best Corman Poe movie I've seen so far. Uh, so fucking good. Um, uh, yeah, it's tra- definitely my. It's definitely in the that, that like top two or three uh, of the Corman Poe movies. It's so gorgeous. Nicholas Rogue shot the photography in that movie. Oh, does not surprise me. He likes red. 
Uh, I've seen Don't Look. No. I, I think the movie should be called Look Here. Good movie. Look look right here. Great movie. Um, I was actually like pausing because I was about to say, is it back or now? <laughs> Don't look now. Trapped Ashes, which is just in like, I'm going to see everything Joe Dante directed at some point. It's a 2006 um, era uh, anthology horror movie where Joe Dante does the wraparound section. It is like nothing breaks out of the three star mold. It's either two and a half or three stars all the way through. It's why you've never heard of it. It's not that good. It's not that bad. If you want a lazy afternoon movie that you can like only have to pay attention to 30 minutes at a time. Trap dashes, baby. Uh, I saw The Hunt, which is uh, a satirical comedy horror movie about uh, World's Most Dangerous Game that has some amazing uh, hunting people sequences and twists and turn and great acting. And it has uh, the political content of the worst episode of South Park, where it's like, Oh, you know what? Liberals drink coffee and uh, don't like it when you call people guys. And conservatives think everyone uh, like it has no perspective, which is a huge mistake for like literally making a movie about like what if uh, what if liberals start hunting conservatives? But like it's so good. Like if they would have just left all that out and made it about some rich people that hunted some some redneck hillbillies that like had a lot of guns or something. I don't know. So you're not saying stick to politics. You're saying, uh, you're you're not saying stick to movies, stay out of politics. You're saying, uh, if you have absolutely nothing politically to say, then don't bother. Yeah. Don't make a (laughs) blue. Like it, like if they would have like had a perspective, conservative, liberal, like progress, like whatever, it at least would have made an interesting, like it has no lens. It's just, like, isn't everyone an idiot type? Like like I said, worst episode of, like, political ideology from, from like, uh, late season South Park, which basically means it has nothing to say except uh, isn't everyone dumb. Uh, Body Bags, the John Carpenter, Tobey Hooper anthology movie that was uh, supposed to be a Showtime series. A lot, a lot of fun. Love that hair segment, Peter. I assumed you would like this one even more than I did. What do you think of Mark Hamill? It's weird to see Mark Hamill in like a Tales. Oh yeah, he was great. It's basically weird to see Mark Hamill in like a what is essentially a Tales from the Crypt episode. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, the '90s too. He wasn't doing too much. I really like. I would have liked it just for John Carpenter's uh, version of the Crypt Keeper. Oh, it's so every single week. It's so much fun. Um, Yeah, so I'm I'm glad I finally got around to that one. Oh, Um, while you're talking about that, do you want to talk about Mortuary Collection? Yeah, let's do that. I think, yeah. So Mortuary Collection is this movie that just went on Shudder, like, in the last week from recording this. And holy shit, it is uh, so, so good. It's got Clancy Brown as, like, the Crypt Keeper telling stories at a funeral home. And it's one of those anthology movies that's directed by one person. He actually took a short film that he made and uh, put it into, like... It ends up anchoring the movie, which is perfect because that last part is the best part. But it kind of wraps around to everything else. It, like, takes place, you kind of realize, in the 60s, I think. 
Yeah, it's either sixties or seventies. It's sort 70s. of a mid-century modern aesthetic, but it's kind of it's it's, yeah. un, it's unbound from time the way that like when you tell ghost yeah. stories, you, you, they're kind of it doesn't necessarily take place specifically in nineteen ninety three on the button, right? Like they take place there's 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 some new modern technology, but also uh all you know there's no cell phones. Like it's 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 kind of in that era. Yeah, I I absolutely loved it though. Um one of my four and a half star rankings. Um, I gave it a five banger. I was really, I was really into this one uh, as someone who's trying to watch every horror anthology that is, you know, available. Um, yeah, I, I got this one in as soon as possible off Shutter. So fucking impressed. Can't wait to see what that director comes up with next. Yeah, also, I was, I was anxiously looking for what else this guy had directed, and it turns out only a shorter version of the movie i just watched this is this is his his uh his announcement this is his i'm here statement and yeah. uh it's amazing the special effects are amazing apparently um it reuses we were just talking about tremors it reuses uh, it's made by the same sfx shop that made tremors and a bunch of other famous movies like starship troopers it reuses yeah. effects from tremors which i didn't catch um, oh, so Phil Tippett's <laughs> special effects shop? ADI, I think, is the name of the company. Okay. Um, and uh, so what they what, a trick to making a cheap horror movie is you um, go and you uh, go to a special effects company and say, hey, what have you got sitting around? Uh, can we repaint it and use it for my movie? <laughs> and, yeah. And he it, did that. Yeah, he, it was great. Um, speaking of the last anthology one I watched, I might as well talk about now, is Black Sabbath, which is my second Bava of the month. I think it's likely I might have two more Babas before this is all done, because I'm going to try to watch Bay of Blood and Planet of the Vampires. So. Yeah, his son's a little bit of a hack. He's done one or two good movies, but Mario Bava is, um, <laughs> like, every one of his movies is gorgeous to look at. It's like, yeah. it has a, uh, they usually have, like, actual plots, um, and every one of his movies, he's, he either chooses, like, black and white, and he's going to make it as, as, as you know, uh, vibrant as possible, or he makes it into a color film where he's like, well, I've got Technicolor film, I'm going to use every spectrum on the Technicolor film range, and his movies are yeah. so pretty. What was uh, a Black uh, Sunday? Yes. Um was was uh, which I watched earlier was gorgeous. Uh, I watched I uh, another one. Peter, you and I can talk about Beach House. Yes, so we're which be also feels like an asterisk because we might we I might think I'm going to watch that. We one. might do it. Do it before if you I should, if I make great. it through 31. I just saw it like looking at me on shutters, so I put it on my list. It's it it, it Aaron lead the way. It's your list. Yeah, we might end up doing it for a Lovecraft month. We're actually debating uh, changing some some plans after seeing it. That we already had for an uh, upcoming month sometime in 2021. We plan very far in advance. Uh, so I don't want to get too far into it, but it is, you know, one thing we've talked about so much in horror, and yeah, it's not an incisive observation, but the best horror movies or some of the best horror movies kind of stay with you where you just keep thinking about them. And this is one of those, like the back half of this movie, kind of what a what a nice little stay at a beach house between... Um, a young college couple and like an uh, older family friend of their father of one of the person's fathers. Like it just goes in some directions that like, I'm still thinking about a week or so later. Yeah. It's, it's haunting. Uh, it's actually scary. Um, and uh, yeah, I, uh, this month uh, I'm on a quest to find more Lovecraft movies that could fit into a month for the show. This one was a like Aaron, watch this right the fuck now. We need to get this on the show somehow, kinda kinda thing. And it feels like if you need a little bit an extra endorsement, it feels like a cousin to color out of space. 
Which, uh, yeah, Bill, it does. Bill, if you get past 31, you should watch Color Out of Space because it's also on Shudder. Um, yeah. It feels super zoomed in, in a way, like while an apocalypse or a Lovecraftian event happens. So uh, that's great. Uh, Digging Up the Marrow, which is a found footage movie that I've had on my list forever by the director of the Hatchet movies. Oh, interesting. Uh, it's actually like, it's it's very, very interesting. I really love the concept. Uh, Ray Wise is the person who's like bringing him. So the director actually plays himself like he's on a break from set and he's like investigating this thing of the Marrows, which is like where unwanted people go and turn into and like have actually evolved over the the millennial into these monster creatures that are like unique and different and like hide and like there's like these holes where they they reside and you have to know where to get them and like they're actually really good at coming out at night and blending in and like uh it's actually like it's it had some of the biggest spooks for me uh it is mostly undone by the director playing himself named adam green who is uh awful uh he is kind of playing um a like probably himself a little bit but like sub eli roth I guess of just, he has that same energy. And also it's one of those things where literally they see a monster 30 minutes in that fucking spooked the hell out of me and he films it. And then he's like, I don't know. Maybe it's a special effects shop. Like, cause they're trying to like extend the movie. So it's just, it's great. What Ray wise performance, great concept, great special effects, great spooks. Uh, I still gave it three and a half stars. Uh, just a little bit undone by the person. Okay, Constantine, City of Demons, uh, animated Constantine radar, hard R animated movie. Uh, fun if you like. Uh, John Constantine. Well, uh, I Wolfen. love that Ron Constantine fella. Uh, Extraordinary, which if you need a uh, comedy, came out uh, this year with Will Forte about um, a one-hit wonder who's trying to uh, play by Will Forte, who's trying to bring... Um, have a second hit song by making a pack with uh, a, a, a demon to sacrifice a virgin and then like a amateur ghost hunter. It's got a good like British Isle sense of humor um, and has some really good like special effects and spooks. So if you need to change a pace, I would highly recommend Extraordinary Wolfen, which is fine. Yeah, fine in. It's fine. Like I, I, it's fine. I have, a, I have a Wolfen uh, laser disc uh, cover framed in my home because the poster is so fucking badass. But the movie's great fine. poster. But yeah, it's you think it's gonna be about werewolves and it's not. It's about Wolfen, which are different. Uh, the Hitcher, which Peter's uh, maybe like you mentioned, probably a movie that Pe- yeah Peter's been pushing on me for a long, long time. Oh no, I, I Bill, he did the Hitchhiker. Oh, Jesus, totally different. Sorry. Yeah. I'm, I'm, yeah, I also did. I also did Hitch, <laughs> which scared the shit out of me because of, of course, being allergic to bees myself. It was shellfish. Oh, I don't think that's so shellfish. shellfish. Sorry, that's a great okay. movie. <laughs> you got me, Bill. I didn't watch Hitch for Spooktober. Way to call me out. Yeah, uh, the Hitch is great. Uh, Peter, I'm assuming we're going to cover it on the show, so I'm not going to get into it. Yeah, point. desperately needs some sort of restoration, if that's even possible. Yeah, uh, Rabid, the remake, which is great. Like, I actually, I'm really surprised this got kind of a mixed review, because I like the original Cronenberg Rabid. I don't think it's great. And I actually think this one improves on it in a lot of ways. Like, A, taking out the sexual exploitation perspective, and as well as, like, um, 
just some great practical creepy effects. And I like it goes into more of a dark science realm and stuff like that. Like, I am kind of surprised at how middling the reviews for this one are because I had a great I would say time. outright negative. Yeah, it has like a 50% on Rotten Tomatoes. And I, 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 you know, I've seen some people enthusiastic about it, but. Um, uh, sea Fever, which was fine. First yeah, this, first, I watched first that, half hour is good. I watched that trying to find Lovecraft movies, and we're not doing yeah. that show. No, it's first half hour is great, and then it doesn't know what to do with its great premise, and then turns into kind of a thing ripoff, but without any of the interesting parts that make a thing. It so, has no body horror after the first thirty minutes. Yeah, watch the first. 30, I mean, it's only eighty minutes. It's it, it counts the hashtag fifty two movie. Like it's not bad. It's just. It's not great. It's not, yeah, it's a uh, called a Chucky, which is the second to last a Chucky movie, uh, and the most recent one before they did the remake. Uh, just kind of crazy how far those movies have come with like one visionary until this movie, uh, and how many different like plot threads it pulls together from different characters throughout the other movies, and like, yeah, it's uh, it's it's a lot of fun. The Phoenix Incident, which I'm not going to mention because don't talk about it. It's my worst movie. It's a uh, 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 found footage alien crash land from the Phoenix incident in Phoenix, Arizona, starring Troy Baker that no one I followed on Letterboxd had ever seen even. Uh, and it's bad. It's fucking terrible. That's why you've never heard of it. It's why you shouldn't watch it. Psychomania, Peter, which is uh, a movie that Peter's been trying to get me to watch, which was I, I heard about a zombie biker gang. And let me tell you, it is really good. But if you're expecting the movie that just popped into your head based on the description, my description is accurate. The movie that you're pictured is horribly wrong. Yeah, it is um, uh, far more British and psychedelic and far more about like uh, the British psychedelic mod scene um, combined with like uh, satanic occultism. Uh, yeah. Uh, think of like uh, the Witcher kind of energy. There's even a, a troubadour singing a song at some point. It is. Uh, I liked it quite a bit, but it was definitely not what I thought it was. Uh, and then I'm ending not the last movie I've seen, but the last one I want to talk about, which is The Lodge, which is one of my other th- one of three five star ratings I gave. Uh, I feel like this one is super polarizing, even among. Horror fans and friends, I like the director's previous work with Goodnight Mommy, didn't love it. Um, and the reason why a lot of people don't like this movie is that the third act ha- takes a twist that recontextualizes stuff. It definitely leaves some plot threads hanging and then keeps going with that twist for another 30 minutes of what that the implications of that change are. That first happened, I was like, fuck. I don't, I liked where it was going, where it was. I didn't really like that it had changed. And that seems to be the the pivot point of whether people love it or or love the first two thirds or love the atmosphere. That's where I'm at. But yeah, you, what you and, just described, love the atmosphere, love the first two thirds. The third act, I, I think they substitute, the twist substitutes something far more interesting with something far less interesting and wrote. So I kind of agree with you conceptually, but I think movie-wise, it is a dread-inducing, cold... It is the most, like, I was essentially just kind of, like, scared and uncomfortable. Like, scared's not the right word, but I was dreadful and uncomfortable and just, like, 
just like waiting with bated breath for what was going to happen next. And when the twist happens, I felt like I was going to get out of that. And instead, it takes that dread and pivots it on the twist and takes why you're so nervous about everything going on to a different a different direction. And as I looked back, I'm like, well, they kind of milked out the dread that I was experiencing for the first part enough. And I actually was even more stressed out in the last 20 minutes when I realized what all of it meant and where all of it was going. It's also the meanest movie I've seen. I've seen some mean movies. It is a cruel, cruel It is a cruel, cruel movie, movie from the first five minutes. Yeah, so I... And Peter, when I when you said you didn't like it, when I said I was about to watch it, you also said like, "I'm in the minority," um, and I'm like, "You're not really like there there." It feels like there's a couple five star reviews, a few four star reviews, and then a lot of like two and a half two star reviews. Like it does feel like it is uh, definitely polarizing. So I will throw my hat into I fucking loved it and um, just was impressed throughout. Maybe my favorite movie I saw so far this month, uh, but Peter's definitely in a different land for that. So I still will watch everything those those filmmakers make because I loved Goodnight Mommy, but this one, um, it, it 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 went one twist too far. If it had just stuck with the plot that it established throughout, it might be, it might have been a five banger for me. Like I was I was loving the atmosphere. Riley Keough is so good in that. It's just you know, yeah. Just didn't. It's not a movie that I'm, I warn people away from, like the the the, the lake from uh, Creepshow Two. Uh, it's a movie where I was like, "Didn't work for me. Will probably work for you." Peter, what did you watch that we didn't already talk about? Yeah, yeah. I, let's let's skip the ones I already uh, I watched because you and I had some uh, some crossover, um, which is yeah, great, which is great. That's um, what we're doing. Efficient crossover. Spooky. Considering we're already like well past time, it's very <laughs> yes, efficient. exactly. Um, so where to begin? Where to begin? Let me start with the movies that I think are more borderline. Um, Blood and Flesh. Yeah. Uh, what is it? The real, the real life and grisly murders. The real life of and ghastly death of Al Adamson, which yeah. is uh, a documentary. I watch. I recommended that one to you. Yes, I like that for. Uh, there's a lot of docu- there's a lot of recommendations from Aaron in this list. <laughs> um, there's uh, it, it's essentially a documentary about a uh, trash filmmaker, Al Adamson, and his unfortunate uh, murderer. Um, yeah. So it's sort of uh, a, 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 one of those movies where you're like, I want to watch all these crappy old horror movies that yeah. this guy made. But also um, it turns into a true crime uh, film for the last 30 minutes or so. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I like to throw in some documentaries during the month. Like I said, I think it kind of focusing on the filmmakers kind of gives you a little bit more appreciation, makes you less um, blasé about what's going on. Yeah. Um, another borderline one is Let the Corpses Tan uh, because of two rulings that we've made previously in Spooktobers. This counts. Uh, one is that if it looks like a horror movie enough to watch it, it counts. Um <laughs> And the other well, is mean, that if it gets... You're meaning border, borderline by whether it counts. It counts, Peter. Yeah, but also it... Um, but also if the uh, co-host, uh, if somebody else from your the, the, the competition says, yes, that counts, it counts. Uh, but essentially it's a uh, fast-paced, uh, hyper, hyper-formalist uh, Western, but it's also about, like, uh, it, it gradually devolves into this greed nightmare where everything becomes super impressionistic. Uh, yeah. And it's gorgeous and lush. This was an Aaron recommendation. So, 
I love it very much. I am fighting to get it on the show in like a month with like Sorcerer and Free Fire. Like, I, yeah, I want to fight have to fight to get it on the show, Peter. We just I love found, it. We haven't found a window yet that makes sense. You're like, 50%, I'm fighting. I, who are you fighting again? 50% owner of the show. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, the other 50% also wants it on the show yeah. with those movies you just <laughs> mentioned, Peter. So while we're talking about uh, anthology movies uh, with Aaron and body bags and such, let me knock out a couple anthologies that I, I watched. Let well, the bodies hit the back. Uh, I watched Dead of Night, finally. Uh, which oh, is, yeah. It's still on my list. Kind of an old school anthology format where, like, one of them one is, of the first. is kind of a straight drama. Yes, exactly. It's it's sort of following the uh, old, like, Grand Guignol format where, like, one of the stories is a drama. One is a comedy, and then one is, like, supposed to be actually scary. Um, also, uh, something that I, I loved in Mortuary Collection, um, the actual framing device in this movie is great. It's really, really yeah. good. Um, so uh, strong recommendation. Uh, it starts very slow, very, very British and gentle, and then it ends very not British or very not gentle. Yeah, I was going to watch it with Maya and you said, don't do that, but you should still watch it. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and then the other one that's I, I said a couple anthologies, it's not really an anthology movie, but uh, an Aaron recommendation, Scary Stories to Tell in the Dark. I unfortunately didn't really Oof. like this one very much. Um, but uh, yeah, that's the one that I... I would you, you should probably show Maya in a bit. Yeah, that feels that feels worse than Poltergeist. Maybe that's wrong. <laughs> it's not like it's not focused on the thing is like, she's read the books. Like I've read the books yeah. to her. We're reading Goosebumps right now. I don't know. Yeah, who the fuck knows? Let's wake her up and ask her. <laughs> Speaking of, you did the hunt. Um, I watched yeah. a social horror that I really liked, The Platform. Um, oh yeah, again. I've said this uh, before on the show. Subtlety is overrated. Um, we live in very unsubtle times. Uh, the idea that films need to be subtle is um, frankly a fraud. Um, and the platform is not subtle. It's about as subtle as Snowpiercer. Um, and it is awesome. It's a really cool Netflix project that um, es- essentially uh, has a Snowpiercer-like setting. There's people on different social strata and they're fighting for resources. Uh, that's all I want to say. Um so, uh, another kind of borderline one uh, is the uh, <laughs> Ingmar Bergman movie, Hour of the Wolf, which I think is the... the, the, the um, I don't think that's borderline. People always talk about that as a horror movie. It's sort of known as his only horror movie, and it's weird because the first half... Well, what, what about... What's the what's the other? Persona, Persona is, is definitely... But he, I'll get to it. Not Persona. What's the one... Uh, Virgin, Virgin the, Spring. Vir, yeah, Virgin Spring. I'll, I'll get to it. Um, okay. So, uh, the first half... Straight up, not like not a horror movie. Very much an Ingmar Bergman existentialist drama about very sad. So you're saying the first half people. hour of the wolf, uh, and then the movie first shows a title minutes. card, "Hour of the Wolf," and then it just becomes a horror movie. And and I, in that sense, I mean, like it feels like David Lynch watched this, and then he was like, "I'm gonna base." Lost Highway on this and O.J. Simpson, the O.J. Simpson murders. Like it feels like Lost Highway is equal parts. Hour of the Wolf and O.J. Simpson murders, um, and obviously David Lynch's weird brain. Uh, this is to the corollary, corollary I've made is this is to Lost Highway, as Persona is to Mulholland Drive. I think this movie and Persona have genuine horror bona fides. Um, Virgin Spring, I think its bona fides are more tangential because its uh, last uh, house on the left is sort of a remake of it. I feel like yeah. this is this is like an outright horror movie once it gets there. Persona is an outright horror movie once it gets there. 
Um, another one I watched on the Criterion channel that I've been wanting to see since I was like 16 is Cure. Uh, and I've actually seen the first 30 minutes of this movie, uh, but the Criterion disc I got from Netflix was broken. So, uh, weirdly enough, this movie is like literally 14 years in wait for me to see it. Um, so I, I, I was familiar with the first 30 minutes. It is genuinely scary. I rated this one a five banger. This one I loved. And it is, uh, Kiyoshi Kurosawa is really good at getting under your skin in a way that like, at first it seems kind of boring. And then 20 minutes later, like something very subtle, very slow moving can like, like startle you. Like it's, it's a, it's a movie that's very. Yeah. I might try to, I might try to get to that one. I, I forgot yeah. that was on the Criterion channel, but I've been meaning to watch that for a while. The, even when I was a little more up on my Netflix disc, it went out of print and it's been hard to watch. Let me, let me uh, continue the Criterion channel uh, talk with uh, two lesbian vampire movies. Um, Fairly different, though. Vampire Lovers, uh, a Corman-American International Pictures collaboration. Uh, very weird to see a movie that feels like a Hammer movie and a Corman movie, but has, like, yeah. full frontal nudity and a lot of, like, butt shots. Like, it's very weird. Um, vampire Lovers is gorgeous. I think all vampire movies should be about lesbians. I don't think that uh, vampire movies should really be about men. Um, at a minimum, they should be about heterosexual women, right? Um so, uh, Daughters of Darkness, uh, also sort of a, I don't want to say lesbian vampire movie, but a lesbian vampire movie. Um, and it's about, uh, it's very much like an art house vampire movie. It's not about body count. It's about like this, this sort of like people who dance with death and what that mean, means. Um, very pretty to look at. Um, not quite like, you know, possession level, but this felt like a movie where I was like, oh shit, this is like a, this is a forgotten classic that Criterion is like giving, giving to us felt great mm. um uh so let me jump back really quickly to uh some uh lovecrafty cosmic horror stuff i watched the quarter ma- the quatermass experiment um so i feel like these quatermass movies are should be uh aaron's cup of tea very much uh, aaron have you seen quatermass in the pit uh i've not seen it the one that you just watched i have coming from some sale I really, really like it. Um, they're uh, not gonna watch it. They're fun. Throwing the garbage. Like, they're fun. Like optimistic British horror sci-fi. This one feels very Lovecraftian because it's essentially about like just going out in space, doing horrific things to your body. Um, and then uh, another one that I watched that is Lovecraftian. I watched The Haunted Palace, which is uh, technically part of the Corman Poe cycle. Uh, I would love to do this on the show. This is a er, this is a uh, the, possibly the earliest adaptation of um, Lovecraft. Uh, the the only one that I think would uh, compete with it is Die Monster Die, uh, also from Corman. So that's fine. Um, stealing the title to give from Corman to give it to Corman. Um, Di- uh, Haunted Palace is actually like an adaptation of Charles Dexter Ward, and it pretends to be an adaptation of a Poe poem. Um, it is so good. It's lush. Vincent Price is amazing. Uh, Vincent Price gets to give both halves of his personality. They're like friendly host. Like, I don't know if you guys have ever seen like, vi- like vid- YouTube videos of Vincent Price, like entertaining on talk shows, but he's like a good cook and an art critic and shit. Like he's so charming. Um, but the other half of him is obviously like evil villainy. Um, and he's so fucking good at that. Um, and he, this movie gives him a chance to do both. We should definitely do this on the show at some point. Uh, while we're talking about Vincent Price, I watched Theater of Blood. Basically, if you like Dr. Fives, you'll Love like that. Great, love Theater of Blood. Yeah, if you like Dr. Fives, you'll like that. 
super clever, funny kills. It's kind of like what horror movies of that era should be. Like, really, really funny and just wall-to-wall violence. Um, I watched Fives uh, Rises again. Not as good as the original Fives, not as good as Theater of Blood, but, uh, you know. It's... Do you think it should have been called Fives Alives? Uh, it's, it should be called... Five, uh, hold on, hold on. Don't kill my Fives. F- fives Alives. Alibes is a word, so I, I could see that working, yeah. No, Alibes. Yeah, Alibes. Yeah, that's a word, for sure. Why is that a word? <laughs> Are you challenging me defending you? <laughs> Prove it's a word. I mean, I, I get, like, Hold any my feet word to the is fire. what people make up. Uh, all words uh, are words. I know they're all made up, but, like, what is... Person. Define so, Alibe. So the fact that I understood what you said when you said Alibes means that uh, it's a word. I mean, like the the show the the drink Five Alive, which is I think a discontinued energy drink from the eighties. It sounds it sounds discontinued because I've never had. But it. I, I want to call it Fives Alive. <laughs> Anyways, just go. Um, so uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna skip a few, but uh, another one that I, at least just say them out loud. Yeah. What I, are we doing? This uh, I, I really liked Curse of Frankenstein. It was great. Um, didn't like Vampire's Kiss. That was an Aaron recommendation. Didn't do anything for me. Uh, really liked I'm a Bucket vampire. of Blood. I B C. <laughs> In the canon of uh, rejected for not being Lovecrafty enough, uh, Cold Skin. I watched today. Uh, rejected. I- um, I didn't recommend that one to you, but I said, have you heard of it? And you said, I'm going to watch it. So good to know that I will not watch it. You're fine. You're like a guinea pig. You're like a test subject. I'm sending it. We're going to get to that in Bill's list, like, but that's, hey, a, that's a key component for the Lovecraft. month. Is, it's like, that's a, it's a key component of the month is, is, uh, oh yeah, that, that looked, uh, interesting. Why don't you go watch it? Hey, Peter, I, Peter, I've heard good things. And I think so. So that's some sort of, uh, uh, HP inspired don't know what that means hewlett packard i assume no, no, no. maybe go check it out um speak oh it's bad oh, oh, okay ah oh, geez ah oh, geez uh but yeah that's that's kind of uh it's kind of been one of my quests for the month is to to find more uh lovecraft movies lovecraftian movies to to get on the show um it's so funny because hp lovecraft was scared of sex but i think you in particular is uh, right now and this is true for like the last year and a half you're horny for lovecraft i am horny for lovecraft i it's a summer of lovecraft in a sense you know this it'll never end uh, unless charles <laughs> that Manson sounds that sounds lovecraft lovecraft yeah uh, i can't once we open the door to lovecraft, lovecraft. yeah uh, that's good that, that could be a month name mm-hmm. um what else you got um <laughs> I, was do- I, was, I was dodging around to try and save time now it's going to take me five minutes to get ramped up again um i watched a couple possession movies one was haunted palace the other was daniel isn't real uh, oh yeah daniel isn't real uh i didn't like the ending uh for reasons that uh, uh kind of offended me but i liked so much of the, uh, the rest of the movie that like i kind of forgave it it is vis- did he end up being real it's visual <laughs> the movie explicitly stated <laughs> <laughs> i don't like when movies lie to me uh no the movie is visually like one of the most unique horror movies i've ever seen no wonder specter vision jumped on it um it's really it's it, it, it it's also very interesting in its character work though some of the dialogue is a little like 
<laughs> I don't. I don't. Yeah, I, to a bunch I of never. Like young I, New Yorkers talk about art. Like I don't care. It it always gave me like Beyond the Black Rainbow vibes, where people were like, "Yeah, no, this guy will make something good someday. Um, this is something." Uh, and that guy did make something good someday. So maybe that guy will. Maybe the Daniel is a real guy. Well, yeah, yeah, and um, yeah, I uh, I recommend it because it's visually very crazy and it's on Shutter. Um, jumping back to the Lovecraft thing, not a Lovecraft movie, but so much fun. I watched Deep Rising by Stephen Summers. Uh, that was kind of a me wreck too. Wasn't Deep it? Rising? Not Mercury Rising. Mm, no. Just someone who's a big uh, Stephen Summers uh, the Mummy fan, and none of the sequels. Um, the this is I think Mummy like Returns is okay to it. Um, and uh, this is this is a warm up to it, and it is like a few a few script choices away from being like an all timer. The last thirty seconds is amazing because it's like setting yeah. up a sequel that never happened, but you're kind of fine with it. Like you're like, oh yeah, great, great ending. Yeah, yeah. Um, the only thing that's not a treat is Williams. That's one of the weird things about it is like if they had cast Brendan Fraser as the Brendan Fraser as the type, the lead, yeah. the lead guy, like this movie would get like uh, um, all timer status for me. Um, but it's uh, it's not Brendan Fraser. It's uh, Treat Williams, who looks 15 years older than Funka Jensen uh, and looks like he doesn't have a facial expression to spare. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, uh yeah what else you watch uh this one wasn't for research but this one was for the show i watched underwater also because it felt like a weird corollary to deep rising um oh yeah i didn't mention that i watched dark waters for the show because we'll talk about it on the show yeah and so we'll talk about that yeah, next month in great detail uh in a couple months month. uh, three months in great detail um in uh 2027 yeah <laughs> Um, and then uh, another five banger I watched, Baccarat, uh, which is a... Oh, yeah. uh, I've been saving that one. Most Not dang- much time left, but I'm going to watch it. It's a most dangerous game style thriller that takes place in Brazil about a bunch of uh, foreign, uh, you know, foreign nationals who uh, are hunting uh, in a small village in Brazil. And I won't spoil it because it's it's one of those thrillers that like the plot turns are so amazing, but you will end the movie essentially fist pumping. I'll say that um, it's a it's a rousing movie. Um, my wife and I were like fucking like we had like uh, just not if you did a full bump of cocaine, but like an eighth of a bump of cocaine feeling afterwards. We we're like, this is so cool. Um, <laughs> I like drugs. <laughs> Do you like drugs? Uh, <laughs> Um, how often do you guys do cocaine together is the real question did you turn Uh, did you turn to molly and were like wow i'm as jacked up as if i had just done one eighth of a bump of cocaine you just get like a little it's like it's basically like that moment when you um you had a coffee and you realize like oh they put way more than you know two shots of espresso in there like i think if you back to the coke i think if you ingest cocaine that's a bump i don't think it's It's like Sometimes you get more. Yeah, you get I don't less. know. There's a baby bump. Yeah. There's like a real bump. There's a bump. Yeah, do you a think hog. a bump is like a, a bump is like a, a pint? Like it means something different depending which continent you're on. <laughs> a pint of cocaine. <laughs> a bump. I don't mean they're equivalent. I mean that they're equivalent in the sense that like a pint means something different depending on where you are. How many bumps in a cup? I can't even remember. <laughs> a bump cup. Uh, it helps hold your hair back off your your um your brow line. Oh, that makes sense. 
Or is that a bump it? Anyways, um, <laughs> Dude Bro Party Massacre was an Aaron recommendation. Oh, yeah. It needed to be my 31 because I needed something a little bit more celebratory that, you know, you got. we got the number last year. I only did 31. It was nice to do. Um, it was nice to do a big, funny comedy. It is... I wouldn't say it's as good as Wet Hot American Summer, but it is similar to Wet Hot American Summer in that, like, the first time that you watch it, at least the first time I watched it, I'm definitely going to watch it again in the future. Yeah. Uh, it's kind of exhausting. Because it's like, yeah. joke, 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 every three seconds. And, like, two out of three of the jokes are really good. And you kind of have to just give up on jokes because you're laughing at a previous one uh, it, yeah it's, it's like simpsons at its prime it's like at 30 rock at its prime like that kind of thing it's not quite as like diverse as as 30 rock or simpsons where you're like they did a vaudeville joke and then they did a, mo- a super modernist absurdist joke and then they did like a classic like uh cat skills comic joke <laughs> like yeah th- it's not quite like that a lot of a lot of the, the sense of comedy is a little like this is the youtube era like like well, it's from the people that made humor. five second films, right? Yes. Which is the which is the joke that they can like make a film that's five seconds long, and it really like I I said it was my favorite movie I watched uh, last year, and I don't know if that's still true if I review them all, but it's still up there quite a bit. And I said this last year, Peter, and I think it probably makes more sense. I think Astron Six has made better movies, but like I think that like what Astron Six is going from a comedic perspective only i think this movie does better yes yes i don't i it, it it's um it's not as uh proficient astron six was like would like research how to do a spe- a, a gross ass special effect from uh, a romero movie and be like we're gonna redo that yeah. yeah like the editor is way better like just as a movie than dude bro party massacre three but like as a what they're doing, like I guess what I, the best the best way I can say is like you know what Astron Six does in their short films where it's just like joke 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 because we need to hit this like six minute RoboCop trailer and we need to hit all the jokes about RoboCop in six minutes. Mm-hmm. I feel like that's what this movie does for the entirety of its length. It's like an Astron Six short full length, which I don't think their movies quite are, if that makes sense. Yeah, yeah. Bill, you should watch Dude Bro Party Massacre 3, uh, just to be evidently clear. There's only a Dude Bro Party Massacre 3. <laughs> there's no Dude Bro Party Massacre 1 or 2. Uh, you should watch uh, it. It's so funny. That's not what Dude Bro Party Massacre 3 is. Thanks for saving me the embarrassment. The I'm really... <laughs> These guys, it's just like Hellraiser 2. They want me to start in the middle. All right. Uh, 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 um. Oh, uh, one that actually, let's, let's, uh, wait, hold on. Uh, one that really surprised me, the Headhunter, super minimalist, sort of uh, uh, low-budget horror movie that decides instead of going for, like, a lot of cheap thrills, it goes for, like, a few really, really awesome set pieces, and it's, like, 72 minutes. It's on Shudder. Really cool little like Viking horror movie. Almost almost no dialogue after the first two minutes. Um, yeah, pretty cool. Um, but uh, let's get to the stuff that actually scared me because um, I think this will probably. <laughs> Jesus this is the problem with with us watching like a full Spooktober in ten days. Because <laughs> Aaron, I'm trying to. I'm All right, try... let's get to the good stuff. <laughs> no, because I'm trying to. I'm trying to set like some sort of th- through lines or themes. Yeah. Because yeah, like, no, it's, it's fair. Yeah, to try and save us time. Um, 
So, uh... Bill, so, you have seven minutes. So, uh... <laughs> wait a minute. I feel like you took the first hour. Um, Vivarium... We had a half hour of general discussion. All right, so one that actually scared me was Vivarium. Um, and Vivarium oh, yeah. is very much one of those movies where it's like... I it, thought you didn't like Vivarium. I like, I like Vivarium, but it scared me. Um, it you is, rate two and a half stars. It, it's very much a... Uh, three stars. Um, three stars, no heart. Um... <laughs> <laughs> Um, it's my favorite Weezer album. Hold on, jeez Louise, I'll get there. Um, the Vivarium actually very much unnerved me, and Aaron said that's a movie that'll stick with you as the days go I on. I still think about it. Yep. And I think that like March. my score is going to go up. I think in like two days. Yeah. Like I, I think that since I've watched it, I had like problems with like Jesse Eisenberg's performance. Um, Emotion uh, Poots is so good in it. Um, so I've had problems with, with Jesse Eisenberg's performance. Uh, some of the early stuff is like a little, a little too aggressive. Like the movie doesn't like lay out the, the welcome wagon for you in the way I, I think it should. <laughs> no, it doesn't at all. No. Um, and, uh, but like the, the sort of existential nightmare of what happens here is like, uh, yeah. sort of Kafka-esque. Like it's absurdist. It's, yeah. It, there's no there's no solving the math puzzle of Vivarium, which they establish in the first twenty five minutes. They're like, there's no way out of this place. Just accept your fate, basically. Um, and that's why I, I it scares me is because essentially um, the 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 hopelessness is lost very early on, and it's it's essentially two people being like. I'm going to I'm going to play by this thing's rules up to a point, and then them d- just like having an existential freak out at having to play by these rules. That that's but like me. for an hour. Yeah, I still I still think about that. Like I saw that now nine months ago, and there's constantly little mo- moments of that movie that I think about and get like a little chill down the spine. Like yeah, that's that's a movie that like hits harder the the further distance you have from it, and I mean that in the the best way. Like. That's why I still keep recommending. Like by the time we end up doing a best of 2020, which will be like a year from now, it could, as far as I know, it could be my top five movies because I still think about it yeah. all the fucking time. It's a three star right now, but it's a movie that, like, if I'm still thinking about it in six weeks, like, I'm just gonna bump up the score, which is not a thing I do. Um, I watched Impedicore, which is by Joko and Oh yeah, the guy who did uh, Satan Slaves. I want to try to get to that. Yeah, solid, spooky Indonesian horror movie. Not as good as Satan's Slaves, but um, really good, lushly photographed, great characters, like awesome characters, and uh, really scary. Like, actually, like, spooked me. Um, I shouldn't say this because we don't have time, but, like, Satan's Slaves just reminds me, like, it has what the scariest part of that is, like, the umbrella scene, right? Mm hmm. But you know how when we did The Void, we said the scariest part was like when they looked out the window and saw all those people? And I also think the scariest part of The Lodge is all the uh, um, uh, angel, snow angels oh, yeah. that are lined up in a row. Do I not like when people look out the window and see a bunch of people lined up in specific order? <laughs> because I guess that's a... That's a trigger. That's a spook for me, yeah. Yeah, it's, it's your trigger. Uh, do you? Uh, is this just you being very resilient to going back to church? <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's like they're in a pew i don't like it um, too many people uh, all congregating doing the same thing too much for me is this a congregation <laughs> congregation oh no oh you're just sorry you're just congregating that's fine uh that's <laughs> fine 
Are you doing spooky things while you're congregating? Because honestly, I'm a little spooked by the congregation in general, so I'm going to hair trigger right now. You're trying to apply order to your imagination. But, 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 hold on. You throw this back at me, you admitted those are the scariest parts of all those movies. 100%, yeah. It's just yeah. more fun to okay. throw it at you. Um, sure. But, uh, Let's wrap this up so Bill can talk. Let me end with uh, an admission of spookery. And that's that I came to the realization this month that the stuff Oof. that actually scares me most is found footage horror movies. And I know. It, it, it's, it's, kind, it's a little embarrassing for me. But like the, the tricks of the trade fucking work. The two movies that gave me the greatest frights so far this month were unfriended dark web yep and great movies great movie both of them i rated very highly because despite some sort of logical gaps in dark web which you could all just <laughs> you can all just mock it up to the ending also i don't care like save it for your youtube channel um uh despite those sort of uh moments um i genuinely was scared throughout uh, unfriended dark web uh it has a, it is maybe a little too dark in terms of like the final act like as a as a functional piece of media actually sorry let me flip that around as a piece of storytelling the final act is maybe a little too grim but as a functional mm-hmm. piece of media intended to scare me it fully fucking worked and every yeah. little trick in the book either sent mm-hmm. like chills down my spine or gave me like just like my heart sank where i was just like oh we, we're fucked here we're fucked yeah um host did the same thing host is uh possibly a more elegant movie because it's a simpler movie mm-hmm. um but dark web is also a movie that decided to tell a very complicated tale and i think it's <laughs> yeah, very it. complicated and i think it tells yeah it, it nails it look i I've been recommending uh, Dark Web for a while to you. I'm glad you finally got around, especially because you like the original more than me. I, I think we both come to that realization. Like, we were talking about that when I saw Hell House 2. And I, did you watch Hell House 2 or you dipped out of it? I watched the first 15 minutes of Hell House 2 <laughs> and I was like, why do this to myself? I don't need this movie. Yeah, I, I, and I don't think that's a bad decision because it is a, like... It's terribly acted. I said, you can't just have non-actors in your found footage movie because you still need to act in a movie, even if it's found footage. And But that movie still gave me some big spooks. Like, yeah. Just because the formula of it works. And so it's not a scare that stays with me. Like, I don't walk away like a vivarium or something where, like, I still think about it and get unnerved. And ultimately, that's what makes, like, good movie movies but we watch so much shit that does not scare us like i love mask of the red death it did not scare me at any point no i like, just more like watching morbid movies at a certain point i like watching movies that are about yeah uh, man's place in the universe and about death and and i like watching movies that have a yeah. pessimistic worldview i like seeing monsters like Getting scared is not necessarily like a number one like my my uh, priority when I'm watching these movies. Yeah, who's when's the last time someone's been scared by like a Friday the Thirteenth movie? Like those are unapologetically basic slasher movies. I guarantee. Like I, does anyone get like I, I do believe in like 1980s? You saw them in theaters, but like, is anyone like oh even for a moment? And like, I do think that found footage is really good at. 
because you're in uh, like a close-up perspective and you're like you a lot of times you're seeing what the camera's seeing and like it has an air of like reality to it like you just feel very zoomed in to the moments it's in host i feel very zoomed in yeah great good job peter um but like so i do think like uh like there are some honest to god five star found footage movies peter and i have always been defenders of that but i also think like i don't think we've ever been like i think jump scares are fine like there are movies that only exist for jump scares, and that is, like, not as fun as, like, a really good horror movie. But especially, like, as we watch all of these movies that are awesome or have great practical effects or have an interesting story that we're really into, but, like, a dark and gloomy, horrific story. Like, that's all great, but sometimes I want to actually, like, be afraid of what the camera's going to show me next. And, like, the the... The easiest way to do that is a found footage movie. So, yeah, there's definitely a place for them in your diet. And I I agree, Peter. Like, even the terrible ones are usually somewhat okay at spooking. Uh, But with that, we got to talk about Bill. Bill, I've been dying to know. What the fuck did you watch? One second. What? Yeah, they're going to have to edit this out now. Hey, Peter, your sister's in the room. Hey, Cheech. How you doing? This is like a found footage. I can't footage. hear him. I'm talking. You can't hear him. Of course you can. <laughs> it is definitely found footage. Hey, Cheech. How you doing? Would you like to hear about the curse of Downers Grove? <laughs> That's very good. We're going to use that. <laughs> yeah. We're going live with it. Yeah. All right. Love you, too. Worst Sorry. movie I've ever fucking seen. <laughs> Only one sibling hasn't been on the podcast now, Peter. Oh, oh my god. Yeah, all that's left is Natalie. Um I'm editing this. This is that's staying in. Yeah, now oh, just so Yeah. <laughs> Natalie will be on the podcast when I like run up to her with a microphone and she's like, What's that? No, we'll bring it up at Thanksgiving again this year and she'll be like, How come you never invite me? <laughs> yeah, everyone else has been on the podcast. Mm. <laughs> Alright, sorry. That was yeah. I didn't lock the door and you know, these things happen. You gotta lock the gates. That's extremely important at podcasts. All right. What did I watch? I could get this done in like lock probably 35 seconds. Um, I have them, I think, more or less in the order in which I watched them. So starting after, what was the last one? To Hell and Back, the documentary. Okay. So then I next watched Hellbound, Hellraiser 2. Um, oh, Yeah. I thought it was awful, stupid, dumb. Um, at no point in the rambling, incoherent response was there <laughs> anything that resembled a rational thought. Um, sorry. Makes me think he wouldn't have liked Hellraiser, but you hated Hellraiser too. I don't know. Maybe I was in the wrong mood for it, but like, it just didn't do anything for me. Like, it wasn't funny. It was just even like, like... Even like the end when he gets to see, like, the yeah, hell vista. Bill watched and... it on his phone on the way to the hospital after being stabbed. So, uh... <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't much a fan. It was a, I, it was a motor. I found the film physically painful. <laughs> I saw it. I saw it a flipbook version that someone uploaded to uh, GeoCities. Yeah. <laughs> And I watched the, you know, I listened to the audio on a different track, which I tried to sync. Um, 
That's fair. That's fair. So, so what I'm picking up here is that we shouldn't uh, give Bill uh, the truly mm-hmm. outlandish, just vi- just uh, visual show pieces. I- I'm okay with yeah. outlandish or visual show pieces if they're pretty. Oh, so you liked House? But I liked House more than Hellbound, Hellraiser Two. Really interesting. I honestly maybe maybe we should have maybe there was I I, I kind of felt like the the Hellraiser gist was. Do you, do you feel like you lost something from not seeing the first one, no. or did you just like? I just okay. decided I didn't like it, and then the rest of the movie was painful. Well, that is very uh, horny-inducing to the Cenobites. So, <laughs> well, I mean, the Cenobites didn't even look that cool, and it was like, really, like this is it? These four dudes who like stand around, like I don't know. Uh, let's move on because this is bumming me out that the Cenobites don't look cool. All right, go. Uh, on. So then I watched Terrified. Um, which was awesome. Oh yeah. Um, and a good way to good. bring my spirits yeah. back up. Um, I really enjoyed it. I'm glad. Did it spook you at all? That one got me last year. A couple times. I don't know. Like I'm still waiting to like. So like I should have chimed in, but like the jump scares can get me. Like oh that surprises yeah. me. But like I still haven't like gone to bed thinking about any of these movies in like a frightening way. Um. Yeah, that's rarer. I mean. I, there's not that many movies this month I've that have stayed with me. I think probably the Beach House. So I, I'm actually midway through one um, that I stopped yeah. watching for this. I don't know if I should give it away or not, but that one has scared me, and in a non-horror movie kind of way, like things stick with me. Which for, one? You, you can you can we'll figure out the final I, final verdict I, next. I'm time. halfway through Hereditary, and like oh, what scared yeah. me more than anything was like that dude. In effect, killing his sister, and I was just like, "No, no, yeah, oh, yeah. like maybe it wasn't like horror, but like that, I can't stop thinking about. Like, can you imagine killing your sister? Anyways, yeah, now, now it bum, now it bums me out that you paused hereditary to talk to us. So let's let's move yeah. on. Well, yeah, you wasn't say is that is um that sort of like painful trauma uh is yeah. is the uh, sousal of the film. <laughs> That's maybe maybe actually ap- the appetizer of the film. Well, um, yeah. sorry, go on. We're getting there. Um, so that was awesome. Uh, for some reason, I decided to follow up awesome with more awesome, and I watched the host. Um, oh, yeah. I love the host. Um, Great. It was simple. I'm glad that's the case, but I am a little surprised. Really? I, I'm not um, surprised. I threw that in the list because I was like. This is a this is a, a big adventure movie. It's got a rad monster. It's funny. It's spooky. It's got Snowpiercer vibes, which I knew Bill like Snowpiercer. Yeah, that it's makes got the sense. guy I that no one listens to and they exclude from group texts. You know, like they. <laughs> so, <laughs> so Bill, <laughs> Bill early on though, remember was seeming super annoyed with not wanting to watch subtitle movies, and so far he's loved the host. I saw the devil let the right one in, terrified. So, like, I feel like maybe... Believe I it or like, not, it, once I got over, like, having to, like, actually watch the screen so I could read what was going on, so far, I, I noticed the same thing. The subtitles have been great picks. Yeah, because, I mean, we picked them because they were so good we thought that it could get over... I, I mean, I think technically, re- re- version re- to Revenge, reading. I don't remember, because I'm somewhat understanding of the French, the Franglais... Um, because you grew up in uh, Belgium for part of your childhood, right? We say very Japar Franglais bien. We will get you a Flemish horror movie too. Thank you. Uh, I don't know any Flemish. Um, maybe a little, but not enough to watch a movie. 
So when I don't take my allergy uh, pills, I'm a little Flemish. Yeah, I speak a lot of Flemish in allergy season. Um, <laughs> brilliant. <laughs> After the host, I watched Kill List. Um, oh yeah, you love which it. was awesome. Um, Hell yeah, totally. Poor Gil. Yeah, poor Gil. Really? I mean, hate to see him go. <laughs> I, I was surprised by that one. Like I, I didn't like. I don't know. Like, it wasn't at all like its cover suggested. So that was one that caught me off guard. <laughs> it's also a movie where I'm like, it's it's weirdly like it was made a long time before Q existed, and like I desperately hope Q does not get a hold of Kill List because it's too precious to be uh, gathered up by those folks. It is. It is a movie that's compelling throughout, but leaves you with the oh, well I'm. I'm sad now. <laughs> yeah, the poor humpback. Oh, I'm 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 also sad about the mom and kid, but the humpback. No. Um, oh, the poor humpback. I lo- we lost the dream of the humpback. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> he fought a good fight. Yeah, watch Star- watch Star Trek Four to get it back. <laughs> um, <laughs> all right. Then I said, okay, if the covers deceive me, I'll watch Eraserhead. Um, and then again, realize that the covers are normally right. Yeah, so what did you think of Eraserhead? This is actually I didn't hate it as much as I thought I would. I would have said, hands down, Eraserhead or House would have been my least favorite based solely on cover art. Um, I actually was able to, like, the beginning of Eraserhead threw me, like, off the first time I started watching it, but this time I got through it, and uh, I brought it back okay. I mean, like... I clearly put a lot of value in like the visual components of these movies, which is probably why I like the newer yeah. ones more. But outside of that, I thought it was great. I mean, that little alien baby was just so precious. Um, yeah, no, I, I, I don't think I'd like you know queue it up to watch again. But it certainly um, had a different feel than the others, and I didn't hate it by any ch- sense of the imagination. That's good. Yeah, we were. Um, I mean, we were debating like Lynch is such a big part of not just not just horror movies, but like an influence on so many horror directors and movies that have come after that. Racerhead was his first movie. He shot it over five years. It is still feels super unique and like I don't think anyone necessarily Bill goes and goes. Oh yeah, that movie. I'm going to throw that on every Friday when I need to unwind. But it's definitely one that I think if you never watch it again, if someone mentioned it 10 years from now, you're still going to be like, oh, yeah. Eraserhead. I mean, like, if anything, just because of, like, the actual, like, Eraserhead scene. Like, to me, that was yeah. like, okay, now, like, I'm okay with where I'm at. Like, I, I, I might have been left wanting or frustrated had they not, like, given me that piece. I mean, the ending, the very ending was pretty good, too. But anyways, um... You can probably see why we were like, okay, if we're doing a full mix, though. Oh, absolutely. Or tight. And it actually, like, I struggle a little bit, too, because, like, as I watch these all, it's like, okay, well, I know this is one of, like, their favorites, right? So it's hard to, like, really not be influenced or partial to, like, where you're going to come out when, like, I know that this is a piece of, you know, whatever it is. In this case, if it's influenced for generations, how horror movies look. It's like, okay, well, that's important. I should appreciate that for what it is. But on its face, I might not enjoy it. Like Hellbound, Hellraiser 2. <laughs> well, I'm glad you watched it also because, like, we it was it was great to sneak, like, an, a uh, 
art experimental horror movie in the in the mix um because like that movie will be the weirdest movie on a sort of um mainstream level like the weirdest movie you watch all month yeah i don't know about weirdest i was kind of frustrated actually like some of the effects i thought were great for the time and like others it was like the whole industrial vibe was like kind of hokey to me like oh wow you put a pipe through the middle of a like living room and you've got like machinery sounds outside but like oh yeah i know i know plenty of people in uh i I know plenty of people in uh wicker park that would pay in logan square that would pay good money for that extra pipe through the the middle of the bedroom you know what i mean like it's like (laughs) you actually like are way closer to a true industrial age than like we are now and it just kind of like was underwhelming but i got the point like i understand um, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's supposed to be like, yeah, the industrialization of the modern world and how like even his normal life is is impended by this. Even his like living world is impended by this this uh, alien baby sort of system. Yeah. And this alien baby that he has to go serve every day um, that they, they David Lynch still has not like revealed his rule book for how the alien baby was created, by the way. Yeah, and when you say effects, you realize this is a student who had no money that made this movie over five nope. years. I did not, and that's okay. I, I'm judging it at face no, value. No, I know. I Sorry, I, I, I phrased it like like it was, you of course know this, and I actually meant it less dickish. Yeah. I'm like, you may Obviously, you, you yeah. fight, like, no idea. Um, Obviously. Okay. I think it started out as, as a way to sound less condescending, and then where, where we ended. That, then he remembered yeah, his audience way and said, oh, wait. Yeah. <laughs> um, okay, we're going to move on, because you guys are killing my time. Yeah. Uh, I then watched Mandy to bring my mood back up. Ooh, um, heck yeah. What did you think of Mandy? I didn't actually like it as much as Revenge, but I still enjoyed it a, a whole lot. Um, Even though the cover was good. The cover was great. Oh, no, it was one of, like... I mean, it's in one of the, you know, few films that I've given four stars to, um, or four okay. and a half. Um, I can't remember. We're going to talk about the ratings in the last episode, but go ahead. Uh, but it was great. I mean, I, I just, I actually, I took that one to bed with me, just like the image of Nicolas Cage, like grabbing a handful of Coke and, you know, a finger full of whatever that cocktail was and like going on a rampage. That was awesome. Um, yeah what do you think about the bathroom scene uh also awesome i mean i uh, yeah i mean the visually that movie is spectacular right and you don't need a lot of words to get through that i i can't say that like i understood like (laughs) how some of those things came to exist like the church of like four people and their (laughs) massive facility but anyways um it was sweet i enjoyed it a lot um cool then i watched because I figured I was on a upward tilt, I should watch Return of the Living Dead, and I was pleasantly surprised. Um, first, I didn't know that it was a true story, um, as they lead off in the beginning. Yeah, true story, real people, real places. Um, I actually liked that way more than I thought I would. Um, that's a that's like a party movie. That's like a, a beer guzzler. Yeah, yeah. But I was worried I was going to have to guzzle be able to get through it or to enjoy it. And I watched it fairly sober and still very much enjoyed it. Um, yeah, that movie, that movie's fun. It, it was insane. What do you think of the ending? Uh, it was great. I mean, 
It just becomes a real horror movie for, like, the last five or ten minutes. It's, like, genuinely scary for, like, just the last stretch. (laughs) I mean, I can't, like, remember explicitly. I actually think the opening is really scary. I I left with the impression that, like, okay, if this thing, if the ashes can sink into the soil and reanimate, like, what the hell does bombing it really do? Like, presumably nothing. You should watch the sequel, Return of the Living Dead. I might have to. Um, The answer I also loved the way they referenced the original movie like 14 years ago, and it, yeah. it was awesome. Um, so then I watched yet another one that I wasn't excited about um, was American Werewolf in London, and I enjoyed that one too. So like, cool. This was I think we started exchanging texts. Like I was getting surprised by multiple movies that I didn't like, wasn't excited about. Um, yeah. Did you find that one funny? Is the big question. Absolutely. Because it's by the guy who did, the director uh, did uh, Animal House. So it's like a guy. A, and a triple homicide. And a triple yeah. homicide. No, I had that in my notes. Um, I kind of like neglected to think about that as I watched until I checked it off my list. But um, <laughs> but like that's a, that's a thing that like this guy was a comedy guy who was always like a horror fan. And then like this, he, he made movies that made so much fucking money that the studios were like, yeah, go make your horror movie. And then his horror movies, well, at least his horror movie, um, was was a big hit too. So like American Werewolf in London is 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 very much, um, it, uh, it, it's very much informed by the fact that he John Landis is a is a good good comedian guy. I mean, a good I, comedy guy. I assumed that it was meant to be funny. I didn't realize that that was like open to interpretation. Um, but, oh yeah, it's, yeah, it, yeah. I just mean some. I watched it with some friends in high school, and they're like, and, and they were laughing at parts, and they were like, "This is stupid." And I was like, "Yeah, I mean, you're allowed to be scared and then laugh. Like you can, you can do both." The guy, the his best friend, yes, when like, he comes back, him to kill himself is so funny. Oh, I mean, <laughs> they're in the movie theater, and they're like, "You could choke yourself. You could step in front of a car. Like drink poison." <laughs> no, I loved it. Um, I mean, the friend. The best friend is probably one of the best, like, comedic, like, points of the whole movie. Like, every time he comes back, oh, it's yeah. hilarious. Um, he's completely detached from, like, the way you're supposed to talk to people. So he just says the most outlandish shit. Yeah, exactly. Uh, I then watched House, um, a little movie you guys may have heard of. I thought that was kind of funny at times. And, like, I appreciate the absurdity. Yeah. But, like, it was one of those things where it's like, okay. How is this still going? <laughs> like, I, I, Does it have more ideas? <laughs> it starts off like a cartoon, and then by the end, it's like there's rooms filled with blood. Well, but, like, but then it, it goes like, from like then a cartoon to, to cartoon evil dead again, too. too. It's like, okay, dancing yeah. cats and like green laser beams, and then back to blood on the raft. And then, like, I don't know, just the whole way they... Pro- it's a movie you gotta see it to tell whether or not you like it. Like, I'm a little confused on your Hellraiser 2 opinion, but like... That house you didn't go for you, I'm like, that's it, it could go either way for anybody. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, maybe I have to watch Hellraiser again, but like, it it did not do it for me. I had to. Uh, I then watched VHS. Um, oh, yeah. Um, I enjoyed it. It was fun. I think I like like the shock value more than like the scariness of the whole thing. It didn't necessarily like okay. spook me, but like they came up with some fucked up shit and that's cool. Um, <laughs> the last segment scoop spooked me quite a bit. First time I saw it. 
helped by the fact that my sleeping pregnant wife woke up. And when I turned to look to the left, there she was standing and said, Aaron. <laughs> <laughs> so everyone needs That's that. actually the part that I like, because I was so into it. And then like, she quietly had walked in and probably saw me like wide eyed the TV. And I kind of looked to the left because you see something on the corner of your eye. And she was just stopped and looking at me and used that moment to be like, oh, as long as he's looking at me, I can interrupt him. So you're saying everyone needs a, a home intruder. To make the movie really ideally, insane. yeah, your uh, your your eight month pregnant wife wakes up and comes out at like one in the morning to let you know the TV is too loud. Nicely, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. Uh, so, uh, Bill, I'm curious if we. I, I feel like we should push. If you did like this one, I feel like we should push VHS two on you. Gotta watch VHS two. I'll yeah, watch it. Do better. you like the form? Do you like the format though? That's the key question. Do you like like a bunch of short spooks? No. I mean, like, <laughs> if I had a choice, no. Sorry, I was just laughing at that. Do you at least like the format? No. No. <laughs> it's, it's not my first choice. I mean, I mean, like, look, these were good short spooks, but, like, I wasn't excited about watching this one. I, I Given that you guys told me what it was. Like, I like a full it, development. Like, the one thing I would complain about in the movie is, like, I wanted a deeper explanation of, like, the VHS itself. You know what I mean? Like... Uh, it's a format before. Yeah, I got that sometime after Betamax. But like what Wikipedia couldn't tell me is how like this one might be tied or the stories might be tied or like something leaving me like excited for VHS 2 because this thing can't be deleted or whatever stupid. Like That is that is that is a that is a, a thing about the format of anthology horror movies, which is like kind of. it's it's a genre a subgenre of horror is anthology horror movies it's like my it's maybe my favorite subgenre of horror um the one of the issues with the genre is that they cannot nine times nine and a half times out of ten uh they cannot come up with a good framing device to sort of tie all these these short tapes together i think in both vhs movies it's just some folks break into a house and they watch some tapes and as they watch the tapes they disappear. Yeah. I mean, which I actually think is like I think the non-framing device of it works better than most. Like when they well, yeah. yeah, when they try to do a, a real framing device in VHS file. I mean, it's better to not interfere than to fail miserably, but I would say that like I am a fan of like universe development, right? So if we ever, you know, take on Peter on like the marvel movies like for the like yeah. little peanuts or like crumb breadcrumbs they leave in five i love movies. that too yeah. like, to me i eat that yeah. up like and and so if i'm going to watch a series of short stories i wish they gave me just a little bit more of that um you'd probably like the mortuary collection then because that's a really good example of like a, a an anthology that also has a main narrative that the stories eventually kind of uh turn in on themselves Right. Well, trick or treat too, for that matter. By the way, which you're gonna. Watch, I am. So. Uh, I then watched uh, the Curse of Downers Grove, um, which you have if you ever happen to have a hundred and. Did your wife no, like it? Um, if you ever have <laughs> like you know whatever it is, extra ninety minutes lying around, use it for something else. Um, by the way, it is filmed in like a valley surrounded by mountains with palm trees, which is a part of Downers Grove I have yet to discover. Um, <laughs> we're we're uh, I was gonna say is uh, so Bill, uh, you live kind of near where uh, 
I grew up, um, also where you grew up, um, and uh, it was extremely funny to me that Brett Easton Ellis, famous uh, cokehead provocateur, um, decided that he was going to make a, a film about Downers Grove, uh, a humble com- a humble suburban community of Chicago that I don't think he actually took the time to even fly out and visit. I'm pretty sure he did all of his research uh, from skimming a Wikipedia article between bumps of cocaine uh, or pints of cocaine. Um, and the idea that he made a movie so close, like literally 15, an idea about a town 15 minutes from where I grew up and calls it out in the title of the movie and it's just sitting on Hulu, I think. I was like, Elise, you have to watch this to my sister. Uh, and then uh, that is how uh, Bill was, uh, the curse was passed on to Bill Fox. Yeah. Well, if you want any explanation of what the curse is, don't watch the movie. Because it doesn't actually seem to relate to what happens in the film at all. Um, but they do. Did you do much research? Did you do much research into the curse itself? Because that's interesting. Uh, turns out there isn't one, nor is there like the high school that they reference it impacting. Um, yeah. So don't actually try and take any prior knowledge you have of uh, Downers Grove and apply it to the film at all. Um, <laughs> in fact, in fact, I'll growing up anywhere near this it. place hurts your your opinion of the film. Oh yeah, hundred percent. I would say the one high note is that Tom Arnold at some point comes out as like the college or the high school quarterback jock, you know, popular kid's dad, beats him, you know, good and silly into a bathtub and then leaves, and that's all you see of Tom Arnold. Um, <laughs> Tom Arnold's like so. Where do I, Tom Arnold's still on frame? Is like so. When do I get my fifteen hundred bucks? If you if you want a tiny bit of Tom Arnold, uh, I would recommend the aforementioned body bags. <laughs> oh man, I will watch it. Thirty seconds. Th- that's about all you get in this one. Um, and, and about the most like stereotypical like high school jocks dad you could get. Um, so then to bring my mood up, uh. Last night, after watching that awful piece of crap, I watched Life Force, and Life Force did not disappoint. Um, Heck yeah. I'm so happy to hear it. It reminded me of, like, the really bad, like, Cinemax porn from high school, except if someone actually wrote a movie about it. Like, (laughs) I'm trying to remember what it was called, but there's one where, like, the female alien comes to Earth and, like, sleeps with people and kills them, and this was, like, that, but way better, and I was super excited um you know what i was saying do you get what i'm saying now how like the movie is like all right it's a riff on alien and then 10 minutes later you're on earth and it never goes back to the space station you're like all right i guess maybe it's like a riff on a on like a sexy alien in a lab movie okay she left the lab okay maybe it's a riff on zombie movies Um, like yes it's just the movie just the movie has it's, it's directed by a sentient ball of cocaine <laughs> yeah the, 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 the movie was directed by cocaine produced by cocaine written by cocaine every 15 minutes it decides to be a different movie. it was great I, I was like oh man are they gonna make it back to earth oh nope they're back <laughs> Yeah. Ah, geez. Well, uh, I guess Toby Hooper got sick of uh, shooting in that space set, so they. Oh no! I I thoroughly enjoyed it. It was uh, pretty it. spectacular. It. It's so good. Yeah. So that's uh, right. that's my list. I think that's the. Oh man! Even got to Life Force. Well, that is an exciting list, Bill. And what's even more exciting is all the ones you haven't got a chance yet to talk about. 
uh, that I'm excited to hear your thoughts on when we get to wrapping up the the month, which we won't record till November. So we got 11 days of spooks ahead of us. Uh, we just talked about, oh, I don't know, 87 movies. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, I I don't know what else we can say. If anyone's that, left standing, thank out. you. Like anyone's left standing, <laughs> Life Force is great. It was our third episode. It was one of the first texting Peter like, hey, drop what you're doing and watch Life Force. Did I send you the DVD? Uh, because it was you, hard to watch at the sure time. did. I still have it. Um, you sent me the DVD because you were like, I'm going to media mail this to you overnight to make sure you watch this. Yeah, because I had a Blu-ray DVD combo, and I think it, you couldn't get it on streaming. Yeah, for a little bit some, it was hard or, It was hard to find for a yeah. little bit. It's not anymore. Like, Scream Factory no. has copies of it. I watched at, it like, free on it's HBO. On yeah, it's on yeah, HBO. It's not, it's not hard anymore to watch, but... This, well, was, this was like, this was before watch, we had the podcast. I mean. <laughs> yes, can I? Uh, but yeah, it was before we had a podcast. I just, I was like, you, like, you need to watch this movie. And he was like, yep. And then it was, yeah, it was our third episode of the podcast. Because we're like, well, we got to talk about Life Force. Yeah, we, we, we uh, bonded over that movie. So it has a special, a special place in our hearts. We also uh, fell in love over Hell, Hellbound, Hellraiser 2. So that... That one hurt us earlier, Bill. But uh, it's fine. I mean, I can rewatch it, guys. But like, honestly, no, nope. nah. it's fine. Watch the first a- one. A- aesthetic is uh, <laughs> deeply, deeply subjective. If an aesthetic doesn't work for you, there's no way to convince someone that, like, oh no, this is actually. Good. I think it just yeah, it's, like a it's, shitty set. It's something aesthetic. that Peter and I really love. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. So with that, you'll find one last wrap up. Probably it'll be eight hours long, <laughs> and the first week in November. Otherwise, you guys have a great rest of your Spooktober. You won't hear from us specifically uh, until after Halloween. So have a great, safe Halloween. Get some tricks. Get some treats. Um, get some sweets. Tweets. Yeah, get, get a retweet, maybe. I don't know. Are you popular on Twitter? Get, get a couple retweets. Try to get yourself one, just one retweet so you know you're alive. <laughs> yeah, just someone, someone ideally that doesn't like it, just retweets it in a kind of a passive aggressive yeah. way to say, well, I don't like this, but maybe someone I follow will like this piece of garbage. Shit. I don't like this, but it actually um, didn't offend me enough that I'm I'm going to screen cap it. I'm just going to quote tweet it. Yeah, I, I don't like it. But what do you fuckers think? <laughs> uh, yeah. So yeah. with that, good night and have a pleasant Spook even spook. Just night. you can just say have a, have a pleasant Halloween. Oh yeah, have a happy
you so much for listening to We Love to Watch. If you made it to the end, hopefully you liked what you heard today. And if you'd like to hear more, please go to patreon.com slash we love to watch. And if you can chip in a few bucks, that would really help us keep the lights on and keep us moving forward. Uh, it wasn't an implicit threat by Peter. He just didn't know how to say it. But either way, we'll continue to make more. But it would be helpful uh, as we explain to our loved ones where all our money is going, which is all on server space. Uh, <laughs> if you can't, <laughs> uh, if you don't have a few bucks to chip in, we totally understand. And you want to support the show we truly absolutely would appreciate a uh, review on itunes i know every podcast says it and it's because it really does help and so every podcast wants that help so please go leave us a positive review so that when people find this show organically they hopefully want to tune in and listen and thanks again for all of your listenership and support and time throughout the years uh we really do appreciate you uh with kisses and smooches peter and aaron (laughs) Mm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs>